0: You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab Podcast, episode 29. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab Podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick. Awesome to have you back again this week. I hope that you've been enjoying all of the podcast episodes. And if you have, then I would love you to subscribe and make sure that you leave a review or even share it with your besties. That would be awesome. So today I'm talking with Sarah Gray from Wannabe. You can find them at wearewannabe.com, which is a health business in the U.S., I found out about Sarah a while ago, and when I read her story, I was really keen to have her on the podcast. The fact that in her copy she was talking about playing big just kind of captured me too. But I loved this conversation. There are some real gems in there about listening to yourself, visualizing your future and really just backing what you're doing. Uh, and so I hope that you enjoy this episode and that you get as much out of the conversation as I did. So without further ado, let's dive in. So Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Now I uh was well your business was brought to my attention a little while ago and I read your story found out more about you and your business, which is wearewannabe.com, and just thought it was such a great story to be able to share with my audience as well. Oh, thank you. I'd love to share. Yeah, so I guess before we dive in, do you want to just give us a little bit of an overview about
1: your business um, and what it is and what it does and who it's for? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, So our company is called Wannabe. And we create uh, premium protein blends and elixir for, elixirs for whole body health and beauty. Um, we, we felt like in the supplement world, there were a lot of products out there for bodybuilding for men and body shaming or weight loss for women. But I couldn't find products that saw me. Um, I'm a three-decade athlete, and I wanted products that were really about making my body feel good and function well. And so we, we created them
0: amazing now you've got a really interesting background uh you you were a lawyer you were a single mom and now you're uh you've got four boys yeah uh, you've got a biology degree and you created this health and wellness business as well so you've done a lot of things and like you just said you were an athlete as well because obviously all the rest of it wasn't enough Uh, (laughs) so can you just give little bit of background on your journey and how you've kind of ended up where you are now uh, and I guess
1: why you're doing what you're doing I'd be happy to so you know where, where I am now I actually still practice law I, I run wannabe but but I've had a practice for 15 years now wow. yeah, I'm a capital member at a, at a prestigious law firm in Michigan and and so you know I, I did find a lot of success in my career but you would not have expected that because you know 17 years ago i was um broke on welfare insurance uh sleeping on a family member's couch with my infant in my arms and um and it was a really terrifying place to be it was humiliating um i was I was filled with worry and fear about how I would care for my child and how I would be the kind of person, frankly, worthy of caring for my child. And through that, um, I ended up getting into a a top 10 law school and graduating with honors and moving on and having a a really healthy career. And years down the line, I started to think, how do we do that? You know, how do we, how do we beat those odds? Cause that's not how it was supposed to come out for us. And, and, in a lot of reflection, I thought what, one of the things, one of the things that made the difference for us was the, the way that I had always been so involved in fitness and movement and nutrition, because through all those years, all those workouts, and you know, I learned, Grit and tenacity and perseverance. I learned how to keep going when I wanted to stop. I learned how to to keep moving when others were moving faster. Um, I learned that how to be strong even when I felt weak, and 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 how I took care of my body through nutrition. Every time I took care of my body, it was a message: my body mattered, and if my body mattered. Maybe I mattered too. And so I think those two components were just so fundamental and foundational for us to figure out a way to try to change and transform. So I created Wannabe with the hopes that other women out there would find their ability to transform their lives in, this, in a similar way.
0: Amazing. And so obviously, you're a successful lawyer. Life is busy, I'm sure. So what was the catalyst to actually create this business? Obviously, you said before that you had seen the market was full of male supplements um, and health products. And so was there nothing for the women's market? Like, were you looking for something yourself and couldn't find it? Like, what was that
1: spark to kind of go, you know, I can do this? So my husband actually used to fall asleep. Waiting for us to go to the gym because I'd be, you know, kitchen chemist in there making up my potions. And there was a morning, and I thought, Jesus, this would be so much easier if this was in one scoop. And then I thought. Maybe it would be easier for other people, too, if it was in one scoop. You know, because ours aren't just basic proteins. We've, we've created functional proteins. Uh, so they're layered with a whole bunch of different terrific, you know, Ayurvedic herbs, adaptogens, all these all these different things that really target a specific um, health function. So, you know, Want to Be Fit is our fit body formula that's great for recovering energy. Want to Be Bliss is our mood-boosting formula. And we're rolling out a handful of other products that are coming out now where we we really are working to, like, blend – you know, ancient herbs with modern science for, for really um, high performing supplements. And I couldn't find those. And it was taking me forever in the morning to get out the door. But the other thing, so I did want something that was just more convenient, but I also wanted something that recognized my hustle, right? That recognized my, um, body is being strong. And, and the, the phrase that I've really come to think of over, over the the last couple of years in creating wannabe is, is talking to women, you know, is your body a failure or is it a force? Because when you look at the world of supplements, the message is, your body's a failure and could you be less, right? Could you just shrink a little bit? And, and that message is exhausting. (laughs) I was really tired of finding it in my cupboard.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Okay.
1: And so what, her, what
0: were some of the lessons that you've learned or how did you go about starting and building the business as well? Because obviously this was something you were doing on top of everything else that you had going on, right. um, which I think right. a lot of our community can really relate to. Just really busy lives, you know, might be, they might have jobs, they've got families and they're trying to build this business. So, how did you go about
1: building yours? It has been the most challenging thing I've ever done—the single most—and—and—and and, and I even include figuring out how to mother, because I, I, when you mother, right, your 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 baby hugs you back, and yeah, and, and they, you know, <laughs> not <Even laughs> do that, right, right? Sometimes your business is just like having a tantrum over in the corner for a real long time, <laughs> and so. So it, it's, it's a real challenge, but, but I honestly, I just felt like this was something I had to do, because I kept once I hit 40, I started thinking about all the daughters I never had. I've got four sons, and I kept thinking about what a, what a tremendous shift I had in my life. and I just started feeling really responsible for a for next generation of girls, and I thought, I have to figure this out. I have to, because there are other people coming up who need to know we can do this. So if I figure this out, then they'll know, they can figure it out too. And and so it's just been a long slow process, a lot of learning. I'm a lifelong learner. I love problem solving. Um I I did it step over step. You know, initially I started just going to a lot of different conferences and trade shows to really understand the process, network, figuring out figuring out manufacturing yeah. was Wow, what a process. And and we're still learning in that all the time. Um, but but you do learn as long as you're willing to stay curious and pay attention and not expect a you know an overnight success. There's so much to be gained every sing every single day. Um and I did a lot of reading. Um I just asked a million questions and I tried and would fail and try and fail, and then I'd try and succeed. And then try and fail and try, you know, just that's how, kind of how it went. Yeah, for sure. Did you have,
0: did you build certain people around you or did you kind of have people that were in the same industry that you could talk to about it? Like, how did you build your community around you to support you in this growth and in this new venture?
1: That's such a great question too. You want to, what's so interesting is the initially I was so quiet about it with anybody who knew me. And, and to be honest, I didn't even really talk to my husband about it very much. Because for me, I knew if I shared it, I would hear other people's opinions or other people's, their worries, you know? And, and that all of that, I would take it on and then they would, they would cloud what I wanted to do, what I knew I needed to do. And so I thought this, it felt so fragile, right? The idea of starting a business and really being able to take on that big challenge, it's delicate. And so I treated it as such. And I I was quiet with anybody who would have, you know, in my inner circle. And so instead, I would reach out to people that I would meet at a conference or a trade show and then say, I'm having, you know, this thing that I don't understand. Do you know anybody who can help me with this? people are so nice and they would say, yeah, I do know somebody, let me connect you. And so it was just really that sort of like, um, building a puzzle of, of one step at a time. And we do also in my community have a couple of really good resources for, um, entrepreneurs and I would, um, go and seek out their mentorship and counsel to figure out some things along the way too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I kind of want to go back to something that you were talking about because I hear this all the time as well. And I was literally speaking to somebody the other day who has been through a lot and has really solved a lot of problems that her children had with eczema and asthma and all this through a lot of different natural foods. But she didn't want to share it with anybody because of their opinions. And I think that that's such a big issue that a lot of women in business have that You know, well, is this serious? Do you actually know what you're talking about? Is this going to work? Is it going to be worth it? And I think that it's just a really interesting issue where, like you said, other people around us, our family might want to, they think that they're protecting us, but really it is a lot of negativity. So what happened when you spoke to your husband and started speaking to your friends about the business?
1: Oh, that was so hard because you know what i bet you can relate what it felt like was opening up my diary and sharing my most personal feelings the things that mattered the most to me and and saying here's my diary i hope you like it it was terrifying and the first few times i would talk to people about it you know i i i i I was not one of those people who was just confident this is going to be amazing <laughs> I, I would i would I would just show it and and like almost wince you know and just oh I, I hope they don't hate it and and you know of course you get some feedback from people you know kind of eye rolling why would you do that? you have a good job what are you what are you doing why why can't you just you know focus and um my husband luckily was was very supportive and he just said you're going to be amazing. You you are perfect for this role. And I I was so surprised and thought, okay, well great. I, you know, I maybe I didn't need to be um worried about his thoughts, but I'm still glad that I started quietly because it was important for me to find my own voice at the beginning. It was that was really essential.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I do think that that's something that uh that I would love a lot of women to hear is, you know, have your own voice and believe that what you're going to do is what you want to do, like back yourself. And it may not make you a million dollars in the first three weeks. It may not make you a million dollars ever, but I just think that when we become really passionate about something and we see an opportunity and we feel like it's a calling of ours where, yes, I can do that and I can help
1: other people to achieve whatever it is, I think that that's something that we've got to listen to. Yeah. You know, another thing that I did that was really pivotal, this was, this was life changing for me. I would every day, every single day before I would walk into my job, I would stop at the cafe in our building and I would pull out my journal and I would write my daily journal five years into the future. And so I would write, who I was meeting with and what I was working on and what I was thinking about and things that I was stressed about, you know, like, Oh, we've got this inventory issue. (laughs) I would walk through the whole thing and I would paint that picture for myself where, where I was getting ready to travel to and you know, all of it. And I would see it. And the first, the first few times I did it, I felt so silly. You know, I just honestly was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like a little kid in story time. But as I did it more and more, And as I let myself sink into it and stop judging myself in my process, I was, I started to really think, this is, this is who I am meant to be. This is my destiny. This isn't, this isn't pretend or make believe. I'm, I'm visualizing the way that an athlete visualizes before they go into a big game. So, so see it and then go chase it down. That was life changing for me. I
0: love that. That is, I just think, I, like I think that so many people talk about visualization, but to actually be writing where I'm going to be in five years on a daily basis and, you know, really owning it, I
1: think is sounds so powerful. Like I think I'm going to have to start doing that. It, I've, it's, I've never done any exercise that was more powerful than that. And, and, then, and then if there was something that I was hung up on, I would find out when I was writing, you know, cause you, you can't escape those words. You keep coming back and you're circling that same word, and that same word. And you're like, Oh, that's, I'm hung up on that. Well, I, di- I didn't even realize it. It's powerful.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Now I also want to talk about health and fitness. Cause like you said, the health industry and the wellness industry, well not maybe wellness, but the health industry does make women feel less than it is about being smaller, you know, being thinner, Lose the weight, you know, for men it's bulk up, it's like all the rest of it. So, how have you kind of addressed that, I guess, message in the market? Because it is one that I feel like it's really demoralizing. It's this constant need to be better, but maybe from a negative place. It's like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not, yep. I'm not thin enough. I'm not, you know, small enough or fit enough or whatever it is. And I'm, you know, once, once I lose that, you know, 20 kilos or 10 kilos or five kilos then you know everything will be great and I will be so much better and life will be better and that's probably why I'm not making money and like I hear this from women all the time when I get to then this will happen
1: yes yes I I always phrase it as you know if I could just be 10 pounds lighter and more lovable right I mean just that idea like oh if I could just if I was 10 pounds lighter then people would love me And, and it's just, that's not how any of this works. Right. And we know it, we know it, but the messages are loud. Right. And we've heard them so long. It's pretty hard to escape it. Um, what I've been really working to do, well, one, you know, like we love to see ourselves as a high five to the everyday female athlete, whether that's a woman who's working on her 10th triathlon, her first 5k, or she gets up and walks her dog in the morning. Right. It's the movement that matters. And so, um, so so we love to champion those women's. That's why we called our company wannabe, right? Like we love the hashtag wannabe champions, and we do an athlete of the week. And it we're we're not looking to, you know, we love Lindsay Vaughn, she's amazing, but we're looking to celebrate the everyday female athlete because we've kind of gotten a distorted image of what it looks like to be a strong, athletic, fit woman. And it's it's not always what you know, it's being shown to us in, in photography. And so then we all have this sort of weird body dysmorphia because we're comparing ourselves to things that aren't realistic. And so what we're trying to do is change the conversation that women have about their, their, their health, their bodies. And, and so we, we launched a podcast, Power the Hustle, where we talk about these things. I'll and um, it's great. Oh, oh, thanks. We've got a couple of Really hilariously personally humiliating episodes <laughs> And <laughs> they're my so favorite <laughs> <laughs> well, but, you know, I mean, it's just so important to talk about those things that yeah. we don't talk about with our with our bodies and our health and wellness and 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 we're also really trying to help women refocus why they move, right? What is it that you're getting out of your movement? because if the only thing you're seeking is thigh gap, It's going to be pretty short lived, right? You know, studies show when that's your motivation, those are the people who actually move the least. And, um, and so if instead you go into the gym, like there are days where I'm in the gym and I'll think, you know, people have to practice courage, right? That's true. People have to practice courage. You don't come in and like courage isn't where you just walk in and you're lifting a hundred pound, you know, courage weight, you start small and you build. And so there are things that you can do in your training where you say, this is important to me, not just in the gym, but in every other part of of my life. So how do I then train to develop that? And that's really what we're trying to have, have women do is, is focus on how, what you do with your body can shape how you feel in your mind and then what you do with your life. Oh,
0: just love that so much. Like it's so good. I think that, I think that we do sort of, A lot of us do the health and fitness or the walking or the running or the gym to try and achieve a certain goal. But I do think that really focusing on what it's giving us mentally and, like you said, you know, building that courage and that strength I think is just such an amazing message and I love it. Thank you. So good. So, Sarah, what's really worked for you when it's come to achieving that vision or working towards that big vision?
1: Oh man, what a great question. I feel like I have so many answers to that. (laughs) Um, So, so I think, you know, what you have to do is think big and start small, right? You have to think, what, what, I, what we're working to build is an international company that is multifaceted with multiple streams of revenue. And so that means that we are laying the groundwork in all sorts of different ways. Um, but you also, you can't score 28 points in one touchdown, right? Like it just doesn't happen. So, so you need to think big think huge think way bigger than you ever could imagine would be possible for yourself and then start small because it takes incremental steps to be able to get there
0: yeah absolutely i love that and yeah i mean we we do talk about play big all the time and it's really about taking those big steps and really going for that big vision that you've got and it may take you know it may take three years, five years, 10 years, however long, because it is a marathon, it's not a sprint. um, But really committing to that vision and working towards it, I think is,
1: yeah, absolutely what we need to be doing and not looking for the fast and easy. Right. Well, and you know, the other thing I would say too, this this was something that was really helpful to me early on, is I think for many women, fear holds us back. There's so... There's so many things, there's so many really brilliantly creative ideas, talented, capable women who I know have these terrific dreams and ambitions. And then they think about their mortgage or what they're going to do with how they're going to get dinner on the table or what will other people think or will their you know, mother approve or will it mean that they you know, see their kids, whatever. List all the things that you immediately become afraid of when you start to think about any change. And what I decided for myself years ago, and I love to tell this to my kids, fear always gets a seat at the table. It just doesn't get to decide what's for dinner, right? Because telling a person to not be afraid is like saying, don't be tired. Don't be hungry. We're going to feel afraid. That's normal. If you're feeling afraid, it probably means you're getting ready to do something really big, but it doesn't mean it decides for you. So I try really hard instead of pretending like I'm not afraid or pretending or, or, or believing that I'm doing something wrong because I'm afraid. Instead, I try to just welcome it in like an old friend, the old friend that it is. Here you are again. I know you so well. Come on in, have a seat. But I'm I'm deciding what's for dinner.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think that's a really great note to, uh, to finish up on. Now, Sarah, if people want to find out more about you, we're going to have all of your information and details uh, in the show notes as well. But for those who are, walking the dog right now
1: or who are driving (laughs) the kids to school, where can they find you? Sure. So, uh, we're at online, we're at wearewannabe.com. And, uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and we're getting ready to launch a whole bunch of different videos on YouTube as well.
0: Amazing. Well, we will definitely look forward to that. It's been such a great conversation. I have loved what we've talked about and I think that there have been some really great tips and, uh, for, you know, for our audience to take away. The visualization one five years ahead has been the big one for me. I'm definitely going to be trying that, but um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. Thanks for
1: having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. I got some real gems out of it. I'm definitely going to be Doing the five year projection and visualization exercise. I think that that is awesome. And I also really loved her words around building courage and that it's a daily practice. And just, you know, valuing yourself and your body enough. put the work in, look after yourself because it's not just about how we look, it's about how we feel, it's about our mental wellness as well and I feel like this conversation has really spurred me on to continue with my own wellness and health journey because it's something that I do struggle with Um, and so I just kind of think if you can surround yourself with people that constantly support you to be your best, I think that that is the best place to be. So that's our episode for this week. Obviously, if you're not following me on any of my socials, you can find me everywhere at Suze Chadwick, whether that's Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest. Yay. And and I can't wait to see you on next week's episode. Have an awesome week.